0: This is On and Off Your Mat Podcast, episode 98, Discovering Your Spiritual Self. How are you feeling today? If your answer is something like, I feel anxious, hurt, depressed, frustrated, then you probably have some spiritual disconnect. The more joyful and satisfied we feel with our life, the more aware we usually are of our deep connection to spirit. For today's episode, I sat down with Dawn James. Dawn is a conscious, living teacher, she's an international best-selling author, and the founder of Publish and Promote, an organization mentoring new and aspiring authors to share their stories and find their audience. After experiencing a spiritual awakening, she decided and dedicated her life to provide education, inspiration, and support relating to understanding and enhancing our vibrational frequency for overall health and well-being while living in better alignment, mind, body, soul, heart, and spirit. So today we sit down to talk about how to discover and connect more fully to our spiritual self. Now, before we get to today's episode, I just want to remind you of a few things. Number one, I'm leading a yoga retreat in Mexico next November, so you'll find the link in the show notes for more info or to sign up. Number two, in parallel, I have launched a GoFundMe campaign, so I'm raising money to create scholarships for this yoga retreat. So I encourage you to donate, to apply for a scholarship for yourself, or to share the information with people you know that might be able to take advantage of this. Number three... We have a premium membership here on the podcast. If you were unaware, you can get access to all our premium content, including the video format of this episode and our 200 plus video class library. You can all find that at withribbon.com slash you slash Erica Belanger. And of course, you'll find the link in the show note for that as well. Last announcement, super exciting. I'm so thrilled. We've been talking about this since episode 95. We're now at episode 98, so we're getting very, very close to our episode 100. And for the occasion, we have an incredible bundle of gifts for you from yoga props to clothes to classes and so much more. We have joined forces with brands we love to celebrate the occasion, Athleta, Lifeform, Ajna Wellbeing, Yoga Tune-Up, Spritz Wellness London, and some guests from older episodes. To participate in our giveaway, all you have to do is to vote for your favorite episode. And in the 100th episode, we'll share your choices and we'll announce the winner of this huge giveaway. Now, check the link in the show notes for you to vote for your favorite episode and enter. And until then, on every episode, I'm presenting you one of our sponsors. So on episode 95, we talked about Atleta and how they are giving you a $100 gift card for you to shop for new yoga clothes. On episode 96, we talked about Ajna Wellbeing and how they are giving you an eco-yoga bolster and an acupressure mat and pillow set. And then on episode 97, I share with you three more gifts. One, I am personally giving you a free membership to my live online yoga classes and library class for one month, which is worth $100. Our guest, Jason Neimer from episode 22 called Acro Yoga, is giving you a copy of his brand new book, Move, Connect and Play. And Spritz Wellness London is giving you a beautiful eye pillow. And today, drumroll, I am adding to this bundle an amazing yoga mat from Lifeform. Lifeform's mission is to support and encourage the practice of yoga while bringing the values of yoga to their business and beyond, and to unite a global community of people around their common goal to live for more. They believe in giving back to the community and the planet as much as possible by being eco-friendly. Ethical and socially just in everything they do, and that includes supporting many charitable causes. They have recently surpassed five hundred thousand dollars in donation. Congrats, guys! Today they are giving you one of their truly revolutionary lifeform yoga mat. It's the ultimate grip for your practice, featuring their unique and original alignment system, and it's truly planet-friendly. It's biodegradable, non-toxic and PVC-free. It's good for you, and it's good for the planet. Ah, so many gifts, and there's one more to come on episode 99. I'm truly excited. All right, enough chatting from me. Let's get to our episode of today with Don. What do you say? Hi, Don. Hello, Erica. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
0: Oh, it's such a pleasure. So can we start by you telling us a little bit about yourself and your spiritual awakening journey?
1: Oh, yes. Um, Going back almost 20 years, um, I got to a point in my life, I think personally and professionally, that it just felt like there wasn't anything left for me to do. Mm -hmm. I was in my late 30s and I had... Uh, three kids, married, and, you know, had climbed the corporate ladder. And I noticed I started withdrawing from life. And towards a three-month period, I lost my appetite. And when I got to a certain day in March, that's when I woke up one morning and I said to myself, I don't want to speak anymore I literally stopped speaking I was so withdrawn from life I felt like I had done everything I was here to do and there wasn't anything left to do and that was the day that my heart stopped I crossed over while I was asleep and I realized that I was a spiritual being I'm not just flesh and bones And that was the first time in my life I came to the realization that we have a spiritual body, that we, in our essence, is is nothing but light and energy and vibration. And that phenomena known as samadhi is where the individual spirit actually merges with universal consciousness. So I basically became nothing. And it was a Unbelievable feeling of love and freedom
0: mm.
1: and connection. I connected to every living thing on this planet, and I'll never forget that moment. So that was my crash course in spirituality one night, and um, I came back. Obviously, I'm here talking to Erica. Yeah, in and, uh, and bones. the journey. <laughs> the journey. The journey began when I came back. That's when I had to really try and sort out this new me.
0: Like mm, make sense of your experience.
1: My experience, my identity, my values, everything changed overnight, yes.
0: So how are you different today?
1: Well, I, I I would like to think that having awakened has brought me to a place where my heart is very open. And I think before then my heart wasn't as open. I sort of lived in my head for a couple of decades, Um, whether it's through social conditioning, you know, going to school, career, I stayed in my head. But after I had my awakening, my heart really opened up. So for me, I followed a path of studying healing arts. I followed a path of getting back into one of my first loves, which was music, and I became a sound healer in 2003. Um, I also started writing, which was new for me, new territory, and um, i just very thankful I was able to write eight books over the last um, 12 years, but the biggest change in me, one of the biggest lessons I learned from that spiritual experience is we truly, we truly have all we need. One of the messages I came back with when I woke up was all you need is within you, and that phrase I was given has many many meanings which you know I hope to share today on our on our talk all you need is within you that was a huge message for me to realize that we're not lacking anything Mm. right it's huge it's huge. It's, it's huge. It's
0: huge because intellectually, it's really easy to go there, to go to the lack, the missing, the what we don't have, the non-enoughness. And to shift out of that and to embody what that means, it's a huge transformation for sure. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. It 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 has, that has changed me more than anything else. And also feeling connected to everybody and realizing, you know what? We are just one huge energy field if you choose to go there. And so just by connecting to others, to animals, to plants, to people, you naturally become more compassionate because you feel what they feel, right? So that was the second big shift for me is that, that understanding where other people are coming from because I could feel it. I experience it. And that was another big shift, yeah.
0: So that's at the center of your teachings or the things you do now to
1: help other people absolutely. Um, one of the one of the programs um one of the courses I created is all about integrating your mind, your body, your heart, your soul, your spirit, integrating it because we are socialized to be this or this or this. We're very compartmentalized mm. as human beings, and again, from different Different um, doctrines, dogmas, different experiences. What if you could integrate your mind, your heart, your soul, your spirit, your body, and just feel that unity within you? I think we would have a much easier time navigating this thing called life. Um, so that's at the core of my teaching: is to love. Well, first, recognize and love, and integrate all aspects of who you are. That's the core of my teaching. Really, is the okay. Core.
0: Let's break this down for a second. How do we start? How do we recognize? How do we enter that journey of self-discovery within mind including that spiritual self?
1: Yeah, and and that is a, that is a big part. Well, self-discovery is really what it is when you when you boil it down. You know, I like to say when we arrived here, when we first showed up in the world, um, I use I often say we showed up naked without a name. <laughs> mm-hmm. No labels, right? <laughs> no labels. no box. N- yeah. no clothes, mm-hmm. nothing. We showed up naked without a name, and yet we had everything. Mm-hmm. And we kind of forget that because when we arrive, the analogy I want to say, Erica, is we arrive, we're like this empty bowl. but in this bowl that's empty. We have everything we need. What happens over time is from toddler to child to going to school, we start putting things in this container, right? We start putting all these rules and expectations and beliefs and mommy, daddy, church, school, friends, family. And before you know it, this bowl is so full, you don't even see who you are. So the process of getting back to your core, yourself, who you are, is to start emptying the bowl or emptying the cup, as I call it, emptying the cup. What does that look like? It looks like different things for different people. Um, Over the past 20 years, I've traveled four continents and I teach and I teach and I teach how to raise your vibration, how to raise your consciousness. And the, the journey looks differently for different people. Some people need a major loss or trauma to get them to even pay attention to the rest of who they are they need a rock bottom they have to hit rock bottom other people have this restlessness in them there's this something's not right in them and they go on what I call the quest I need to figure out who I am and so they initiate that quest that search they're looking for answers the seekers if you will Mm -hmm. There are other people who just by virtue of having relationships and mentors come in and out of their lives, someone says a phrase to you and it's like, oh, the light bulb goes off. I'm pulled. Right. We get pulled. We get woken up. So the journey is all about remembering who you truly are in your core essence. And one of the ways to do that, which I personally use when I came back. When I came back in 03, I didn't have a single soul to talk to. None of my friend, all my friends were business people. Nobody knew about spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband was a 3D guy, meat and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so I came back with this massive, phenomenal experience. My body is just coursing with energy My hands are constantly hot. My feet are hot. I'm feeling everybody and everything Mm. in my environment. And I got nobody to talk to. So for me, I found the journey a lot easier when I sat down and I started to journal. I started to be with my thoughts. I started to document the experiences I had. I started to write about the new energies I was feeling in my body. And just by sitting with myself being with my thoughts, asking myself questions. The mind naturally follows, right? The energy follows thought. And so by picking up that pen, I invited myself to start giving me the answer. I invited myself Mm. to show me the way. And this is how I coped the first two years of coming back. I was hyper-electrosensitive. I was... Hyper intuitive. I often say it was like ESP on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I knew things I didn't want to know, but my I was like a satellite dish. It was so hard to go out in public. I have to tell you, it was actually mm. uncomfortable to be around mm. a lot of people because I just felt like I was taking it in. And if anyone's an empath listening to this conversation, you know how hard it is to go to a party and you feel everybody's stuff. <laughs> But writing, sitting with myself, my thoughts, journaling, that was a godsend, Erica, that really helped me find a way to express myself in a safe place. And I invited myself to help me find the answers to my questions.
0: Mm -hmm. And so for people listening that are like, okay, maybe I need to do this. What's the container? Do you have any tips or like, how do they start? How do they direct that practice because it's not just you're on the couch watching tv and you're writing stuff down there's yeah. kind of a a container to create to really get yeah. into that
1: place so Absolutely. what is it
0: for you or what would you recommend
1: i i honestly believe in everyone's day or maybe in your week is to have create a sacred space just have a space where you are uninterrupted you you Don't have any distractions of technology and really just like maybe at night, start at nighttime at the end of your day, before your head hits the pillow, just open up, have have an open-ended question and say, how did my day go today? What did I learn today? How could I have done things differently today? Maybe in a, in a higher vibration way, Mm -hmm. invite yourself to actually reflect on your day at the end of the day, start there and just start paying attention to how you navigated your day and your interactions. And what impressions did you leave on others as you interacted today? Really start just paying attention to the daily you. And if there are things you that get your attention, maybe things that are not quite aligned, write those things down. Like, yeah, you know what? I, I really wasn't paying attention when I met my friend for lunch. I was busy texting. I could have showed up differently. I could have been a little better listener today when Mm -hmm. I met my friend for lunch or I was really short talking to my child and, you know, they've been away all day at school and how did I show up for them when they came home? Really start asking yourself these questions because when you invite yourself to look at yourself, you have an opportunity to shift, to adjust, to transform. There's really... No way to improve yourself unless you pay attention to where you are. You have to know so where you really are. That's really the
0: first step, becoming aware of who you are and where you are in this moment to then yes. take steps in towards the direction you want to go instead.
1: Absolutely. And and that's why for me, sitting with questions, I had so many questions and nobody to talk to. I started with the questions and I invited myself to try and explore what all of these things are meaning So I was looking for meaning. I was looking for answers. Other people on a self-discovery journey, they may be trying to heal. Many times we are in pain. And, you know, human beings naturally want to avoid pain. Mm -hmm. Some of us eat. (laughs) Some of us drink. Some of us go shopping. Um, Many ways to avoid pain. Um, And in a sense, we're actually not being true to our heart. It's almost like we have a false heart. I'm going to use the word false heart for a minute. Mm -hmm. We don't want to deal with it. So we push it down. We hide it. We pretend it's not there, but we're not doing a good service to our heart because our heart has the memory still. So we're holding on to what I call um, negative emotional charges. Even if you choose to ignore it in the subconscious mind, it's still there. So until you invite that to come to the surface, when we hold on to pain and trauma, we're actually creating inner turmoil in our being. And when you hold on to pain, you will behave differently than when you release the pain. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. When, you, when you're holding pain, you will have different decisions. You'll make different choices than if you release the pain. And so... That's why we need to pay attention to our behaviors and our choices, because oftentimes they are the symptom of the pain that we're holding. And so, again, the journey can begin with acknowledging an event that happened. And I teach this in my course. You have to go back and look at something in order to acknowledge it. Then open yourself up to letting it go once you understand it and letting it go so that you create room in your being for more love and joy, but you have to acknowledge it and you, you you almost have to rephrase your relationship to that pain to the point where you say, I understand this. And I, I understand how it influenced me. This is no longer relevant to me
0: Mm -hmm. where the
1: lesson has been learned. I'm ready to let it go. If there was a lesson to learn, did you learn it? If the lesson was, I will never do that again, check it off the list.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So those are really the steps where we can start to heal our emotional wounds, or at least release those emotional pain triggers. So we're not coming from there, right? Right. Exactly. So first we have awareness, observation, and then we have to live it. We have to let it move through us and stop repressing it and stop being in that false heart, like you call. And do you think in that place we need to let go of judgment so we can really observe with curiosity? Because if judgment comes in, then automatically we're already kind of repressing that emotion. And I think for a lot of people, a lot of emotions come with judgment things like shame and guilt and anger. There are emotions that are hard to look at with curiosity and openness and not with judgment. But I think that's a really important piece in that process. What do you think?
1: It is actually. It's very important. Um, One of the things that I make sure I offer people is there's a very powerful uh, emotional healing meditation. I invite people to do that. It's a 10-minute meditation. And by being in that place of allowing yourself to meditate and raise your vibration emotionally, Before you sit down with that experience, it's very, very important. So the higher you're able to raise your vibration, the higher you're able to get to this container that is actually open and bringing in some feelings, some positive energy into your being. Then you look at the situation. You're not going to be as easily triggered by blame and shame and anger. So Mm -hmm. this this meditation that I offer in my course allows you to get to that place where you are non-judgmental and you're not going to be triggered revisiting it. And then I invite you to do the journaling on the emotional healing. And I take you through a four-step process because you don't just jump in. You have to gently walk in Mm -hmm. and gently flip it around, as you said, and it has to move through you. But it is easier for things to move through you if you're already holding a more positive energy field before you deal with it and Uh to just jump in. And so that's really important. You have to be ready energetically before you get into it emotionally.
0: Mm. For some people, that might be not mean something really concrete so how does that look how does it look or feel to raise your vibration how do they know whether they're in a low vibration or in a higher vibration
1: so one of the ways you can sense that is and i always say check in with your heart or your gut they say we have three brains we have the brain in the mind we have Mm -hmm. the brain in the heart and we have the brain in the gut one of the ways, one of the techniques to relieve stress is deep, deep belly breathing. Just be mindful. I mean, this is why I love what you do, you know, on, on and off the mat, you can be in a meditative state. Yoga is fabulous. So just pause and take a deep breath and allow that breath to go as low as you can in your container. Open yourself and then release it. That alone is going to raise your vibration. You've brought in prana, chi. You're oxygenating your body. You are decompressing a lot of tension that we hold in the middle, especially if you're sitting all day. We really crunch in. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Put your shoulders back and just breathe. Right? Another way you can know when you've raised your vib- vibration is you feel lighter in your heart. You just feel lighter. Right? And you may be smiling more too, right? (laughs) After meditation, most people are smiling. You feel like you're on vacation for a day, just listening to 10 minutes. So check in with your feeling, open yourself up with the breath, release that stress and tension, and then just be in that space of, okay, I'm ready now to look at this. So that's a great
0: place to start that container. So we're bringing our vibration a little higher. We're doing all that preparation so we can move through the emotions. And then when we get to journaling, something you said that I wanted to come back to that was really interested is instead of always following the prompts of someone else, sometimes it's super helpful, but sometimes asking yourself, what are the questions I am looking for? You know, what are the answers I need? What what's the meaning I'm searching? And I think if we tap into that, we're already digging a little deeper. We're already more present, more aware. And I love that idea of just letting the answer come to you as you're journaling instead of answering questions.
1: Exactly. And this is why I, I always say it's an invitation. You know, I invite you to be with yourself. I invite you to ask yourself because again my mantra that I got when I will back up into this physical realm is all you need is within you. And I firmly believe that. And this is why I believe journaling is powerful. It is magical. It, it can redesign your entire life because you do have all the answers. You just need to reconnect to it. And it's a beautiful process of reconnecting to your higher self. And um, that's why I love, I love doing it. I do it every day.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you mentioned you wanted to dig a little bit more into this in the beginning. So what is that idea of all you need is within you? So we talked about the answers of the questions we have, but what else does that include or mean or feel or look like for people
1: yeah it it mean for me it means so many things one of the meanings is we do have the answers absolutely another meaning that that I have from that phrase is um, I mean I'm a mom of three kids they're all adults now but when you look back again going back to when you arrived here right naked without a name -hmm. Between age zero and four, you learn about two to 3,000 things. And you have never gone to school. You have never read a book, Mm -hmm. right? You learn how to crawl, to sit, to stand, to jump, to run, to walk. You learn language. Um, I remember babysitting for a husband and wife. Um, He was from Italy, she was from France. And their two boys, twins, learned three languages before they were three. That's so wild. the dad spoke Italian, the mom spoke French, and they learned English. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, how did these little little people learn all this stuff? So all you need with it is within you. Is look at the immense capacity we have to learn without entering a building. Look at all of the amazing things we learned to do the first three years of life without reading a book. So this is this is just evidence of the innate intelligence mm-hmm. of human beings and we need to celebrate that. We need to celebrate that. You know because I think we somewhere down the line Erica you might agree somewhere down the line we start we stop thinking like oh I can do this too no I need to learn this as opposed mm-hmm. to I am capable Now it's like, no, 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 no. I don't know anything. I need to learn this. So you see how that shifts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We go from a place of empowerment to, I think, dependency. And I think that is where we begin to start limiting ourselves I mean, one of the
0: things we do learn are beliefs, right? How do we get love? How do we get our needs met? Like all of those things we learn as well. And they have a huge imprint on our empowerment in life and how we show up and how we're going to get to these new learning experience or not, or shun our heart or open our heart or make all these decisions for ourselves.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know if you remember, there was a movie going back a while called... I think it was called the Blue Lagoon, Blue Lagoon. It was about um, two kids that got shipwrecked on an island. I think they were eight years old at the time, a boy and a girl. And the reason I share this is, um, no, they were younger than that. I think they were five and six. Anyhow, these boy and girl grew up on this island. They've got no adults around. And over time, you know, they're surviving. They're building their treehouse and this and that. But around age 15, 16, they start looking at each other like, Hmm, you look different you know (laughs) and and so eventually in the movie they end up having a baby and I said to myself there were no adults around how did these two people figure this out (laughs) they weren't in school they're on this island again it's just an analogy of we we are designed we have innate intelligence that we can tap into, we can release, and we can magnify. And I think when we remember that and reconnect to that, we're going to have an easier time here. That's my belief.
0: Mm -hmm. So if we do have some limiting beliefs that gets in our way, how do we start to get rid of those? How do we start to challenge them at the very least so we can set new ones?
1: Yeah, it is very important to challenge them. One of um, the first week... The first week that I came back, I remember I was pulled towards looking at pain Mm -hmm. in me and I identified two people that had caused me trauma as a child. And I wrote their names down and I remember having to look at one situation and I had a belief that, you know, so-and-so hated me. And -and so-and-so did this and that. As I started going through the dialogue and writing and writing and writing, I started to write what I remembered. I started to write about them. And then I got to this epiphany and I said, wait a minute. If this person only knew that in their environment, they don't know anything else. They can't help but act a certain way because of the limited experiences they had. I Mm had to recognize that not every adult is perfect. Mm -hmm. When we're little, we look at these gods, right? You know, these huge people walking around and they know how to use a knife and fork. (laughs) They got it all figured out, obviously. They can tie a shoe. These are gods. (laughs) (laughs) They know how to tie a shoe. My goodness. So Uh when we're little, we look up, we admire, we're in awe, we're reverent and you get to a point where you're like, they're not perfect. They're not perfect. So you cha- you have to challenge the belief that, um, yes, yeah, some things happened to you, were you the cause or maybe they were limited in what they knew, understood or could offer. So you you actually start looking at different sides of the same issue. So to challenge your belief, I, I, I invite people to open their mind and look at something from different angles. You know, it's like someone had a car accident and they'll say, oh, I was trying to avoid hitting the dog crossing the street. And another person might say, no, you were reckless. And another one, there could be six reasons why you had this accident. Are you able to look at it from all angles? That's the mm-hmm. question. And so how do you do that? You, you literally have to pull yourself your ego out and start saying to yourself, okay, this is the person I'm dealing with. Like your teacher. I'm sure if I said to you, Erica, how old, what's the worst teacher you had and what grade was it? You'd probably tell me. (laughs) Do you (laughs) remember your worst teacher? teacher. (laughs) And you probably remember their name, but you don't have to say their name. I won't say it. Yeah. (laughs) You know why (laughs) you remember the worst teacher? Because they left a huge negative imprint in your being.
0: Yeah. The biggest, the bigger the imprint, the bigger the memory.
1: Correct. And it sticks with us for a long time. Mm -hmm. Now that memory is still in you. It's stuck in not stuck, but it's in you. You're holding it. Okay. So my son had the similar issue in grade three. Oh, my teacher hates me. She never smiles. She doesn't like me. I'm always this, that, 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 that. I said to him, it's not about you. Maybe she's having a bad day. Maybe this, maybe that it turned out that his grade three teacher was diagnosed with cancer. Now she didn't tell the class, obviously there's eight year old kids, but her personality changed so much that it was Mm -hmm. very evident. And, um, so it turns out she was six. All I'm saying is sometimes you look at a person and we're quick to judge we think we know them we think we know the personality and we're quick to make it about ourselves too correct you really really don't know what they're going through or you don't know what they've experienced you don't know the steps they took to get here you don't even know what beliefs they're holding on to because we don't walk up to each other and go hey do you believe in ghosts hey do you believe in a uh the keto diet (laughs) do you
0: believe you're worthy of love
1: Exactly. So that's just a way to to look at it. You have to open yourself up and walk around and look at things from different angles in order to really appreciate that not everything happened to you. Some things are blessings in disguise. I'm sure some listeners can relate. Maybe you lost a job, but you got a better job.
0: Mm -hmm. Someone
1: came in and out of your life and someone better came into your life. So things The ebb and flow of life is what I invite people to look at, but look at it from a higher perspective of where are you today? Look at the steps it took to get here. And do you see there is this higher path that you've been walking? Not the little steps. Look at the path you've taken and Mm -hmm. see where your life is going. And that's part of the journey of discovering who you are is to look at your life path at a higher level. Yeah.
0: Yeah. To see the big picture, to have an overview. And we talked about a lot of tools and that is one taking a step back, peeling the layers, seeing the big picture. We talked about self-discovery in general from journaling, from asking the questions you need answers to. We talked about the importance of the breath We talked about the container of a meditation to rise your vibration, to release emotional wounds, to challenge your beliefs. Anything else we forgot that we need to mention when it comes to connecting with that spiritual self or
1: Mm.
0: starting to awaken to that?
1: Yeah, there's one thing that came back into my life. Like it was like a flood, you know, when the water, the gates open and all the water rushes in. And that is joy. I honestly feel the things that you enjoy, the things, the moments that bring you joy, I believe that is your soul talking to you. And if you can make room in your day or your week to do things that you enjoy, do things that make you smile, do things that bring you this uplifting feeling Keep doing it because I honestly believe that is your soul talking to you. The soul expresses through you in joy. Joy is the language of the soul. That's what I believe. It's and the truth. giving felt, you. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've, I've witnessed that again and again and again, not just in myself, in other people. Um, I, I'm a sound healer and I've witnessed it in people when they get to that space where they're feeling light and joyful. Mm. And I mean, they look like they're glowing almost. It's just, to me, that's your soul just expressing itself. So that's another big part of remembering who you really are, is to allow joy in your life and, and get into the habit of finding ways to be joyful. I think that's a huge part of fully being who you are.
0: Mm, I yeah. think that's a part that we forget oftentimes, yeah. yeah huh. I think that's a really good reminder. Anything you want to add before we wrap this up today, anything that you'd like listeners to leave with, like one takeaway or something important that
1: yeah I think it's just yeah. you know for me that this this journey that we're all on is I'd like everyone to remember that the real core of who we are is love. Mm -hmm. At the very core of who we are, it is love. And at any time we can access that feeling, right? You don't have to do anything fancy. You don't have to buy anything. You could Mm -hmm. just get to that space. And again, do things you enjoy, things that make you smile. But remember, the very core of who you are is love. We have experiences that tend to, you know, not all are great. And they tend to kind of put a wet blanket on it. I'm saying, take the blanket off, <laughs> take yeah. off the blanket and remember the essence of who you are. It's pure love. That's what we are.
0: Mm, that's nice. So making your choices coming from that place, from that vibration. We talked about raising your vibration. Love is a really high vibration. And if you come from there, from feeling that within it's going to ripple into everything else in your life, obviously. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It's an inside out job. Everything we do is an inside out job. Even loving ourselves, forgiving ourselves, right? It's inside out. Listening to our calling and doing what we know we are called to do. It's an inside out job. That's life.
0: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I'll put all your info in the show notes for people to find you. They want to say hello. They want to work with you in some way. But in the meantime, where's the best place for them to find you while they're listening
1: if they want to oh, go right away? Thanks, Erica. Um, all my coordinates lead to one place, dawnjames.ca. And you could learn about all the lovely things that I do and I offer. Um, I've written eight books on conscious living um, my autobiography just got published in June. It's called Unveiled. And it's the details of my spiritual awakening. Um, I, I think it's important for people to know we we all come into this world with gifts and abilities and capabilities. And and, and my life story is really a reminder to everybody mm. that we have some beautiful gifts. So dawnjames.ca uh, you could find out about my courses, my retreats in Costa Rica, and everything I love to teach.
0: <laughs> Talking about Costa Rica before we leave, guys, if you could hear all the little birds in the background. Don, you are in Costa Rica right now, yes?
1: I am. And you awesome. know, I close the window, but you can still hear them. We have a variety of <laughs> <kinda> sweet.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nature. It's part of it's part of, you know, the experience. I love it.
1: Absolutely. Sweet. And for well, those thank of you, you so much. Oh, thank you. No, I wanted to thank you again for having me. It's just, you know, I'm a yoga girl as well. And it's just beautiful connecting with you and talking about, you know, the power of discovering who we are and reconnecting to our higher self. So thank you.
0: Absolutely. It was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast anywhere you listen. Come and connect with us on Instagram at on and off your mat podcast and visit withribbon.com slash you slash Belanger to become a premium member and get your hands on all our exclusive content, including our class library. Check out the show notes to find more info about our guest of today, Don James, or my top five biggest takeaways from this episode vote for your favorite episode so far and enter our huge anniversary giveaway to celebrate our upcoming 100th episode. Before you go, I just want to say a last thank you to the growing team behind this podcast for their support in making this possible, including all our premium members. Couldn't do it without you guys. Once again, thank you for listening. Until next time.